0: You're listening to Voices of Family, a monthly podcast series from the BC Council for Families. Each month, we bring you thought-provoking discussions with notable figures and frontline workers in the family service community. Voices of Family takes you inside family services to hear what's new and on the horizon, making life better for BC families.
1: Welcome to Voices of Family, the monthly podcast series from the BC Council for Families. Every month, we present discussion with people who influence and work frontline in community services for the benefits of families in our province and in Canada. Welcome to the latest edition of Voices of Family. This is Jennifer Dales, Director of Planning and Projects, and right now I am at SFU Harbour Centre talking with Sandy Shuler, a Family LifeWorks Incorporated, a Canadian expert on co-parenting and supporting parents who are separating and divorcing. We asked Sandy to chat with us about her work with parents and families to talk about why she developed her program, Effective Co-Parenting, Putting Kids First, and to share some of her knowledge that can help people who are working with families. Sandy, thank you for talking with us. Can you tell us how you got into this field of work.
2: Thank you Jennifer and thank you for inviting me to have this time with you. My work with um, the area of separation and divorce with parents began um, many years ago in my role as a social worker and parent educator Um, and by no means do I consider myself to be an expert in this field, but I certainly believe that I'm well-experienced from the many families that I've worked with and certainly, uh, personally, having experienced separation and divorce myself. In 2002, I co-authored the program Effective Co-Parenting, Putting Kids First. It came about out of a need for families that were attending parent education programs who had specific needs about the issues of separation and divorce and those needs couldn't be easily attended to through mainstream parent education programs. And uh, so um, one of my colleagues and I uh, established this program to really address specifically those needs In addition, we saw numbers of uh, fathers coming in for parent information and specifically single fathers who had issues around co-parenting and separation and divorce. And so it certainly led me in this direction. And since uh, the program began in 2002, that has been my preferred area of practice. So
1: over all of the years that you've been doing this work, Have you settled on one uh, top piece of advice that you would give to parents who are in a co-parenting relationship?
2: Important advice for parents going through separation and divorce. Number one is to put the needs of the children far and away above your own needs, your own agendas, your own emotions as you go through the process which is very difficult for parents to do in some situations because at the heat of the um, separation and the divorce for them, it's not the best time for parents to be top of their game in terms of parenting. They are coping with their own emotions, the busyness of the time with many changes, and the business of uh, separating lives through separation and divorce. And so it's unfortunate that sometimes children's experience of separation and divorce uh, don't get the top priority that needs to be the case. So you talk a lot in
1: your work about taking a business-like approach. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Certainly... Uh, Part of the dynamics in separation and divorce is um, a a familiar dance and dynamic and couple routine with two people that have lived together for a very long time and have been involved uh, intimately with each other as uh, lovers and and friends. And a new um, model, if you will, needs to be established because they are no longer delegated to that role. They're now in a new role of uh, parenting partners, co-parents as as they're referred to, and essentially they are in business together for the purpose of raising, we hope and we aspire, Mm -hmm. to healthy, happy, well-adjusted young people. And to do that, it's very important to depersonalize and de-emotionalize their dynamics and learn new ways to communicate A business model where they're focused on effective communication strategies, problem-solving strategies and uh, ways to uh, keep their eye on the prize, if you will, their goal of raising the children helps them to really stay more centered and look at this in a much more uh, less personal way.
1: So over the past couple of years, you've also spent a lot of time training professionals to deliver the program, what would be a piece of advice that you would give to professionals who work with families about what they can do to support parents to develop that strong co-parenting relationship that we all want them to, to, to
2: develop? Professionals are in a pivotal role working with families and supporting families. It's, uh, I consider, to be a very privileged role to help and be a part of families in their life, and particularly at a time when they're vulnerable and going through a number of challenges. And so professionals can be uh, a multitude of roles to these families. For example, a wise parent, a clearinghouse of information and resources, Uh, a a counselor or therapist, if you will, to help them manage the emotions that they're dealing with. Um, Professionals are, are key players in being what I call heroes of hope for these families, and in particular for children, to help families build resilience and help children become resilient through the process of separation and divorce.
1: So, over the years, have you found any secrets to dealing with families who are involved in a very acrimonious separation or divorce? Uh, Have you found strategies for how we can help those sorts of parents to develop that co-parenting
2: relationship? Conflict is a part of our lives, and conflict teaches us many things. Whether we're in an intact family or a separated or divorced household or whether we're in business or whether we're in play, conflict is part of human nature. And I don't think that there's any magic answers and secrets how to manage conflict. Certainly, the important point through separation and divorce is that conflict, the way in which conflict is handled by the parents impacts greatly children's outcomes through separation and divorce. There's many research studies on outcomes for children, and this is a place where many of the research studies converge and agree that prolonged and overt kinds of conflict and the way parents manage their conflict can have detrimental effects to children through separation and divorce. So it's not just the separation and divorce that's the issue, it's uh, the way and the manner in which the parents handle conflict. Now conflict through separation and divorce uh, can be viewed on a continuum, with one end of the continuum being very light kinds of conflict where parents are quite cooperative and congenial and civil to one another, and I would say 20 to 25% of the population would be involved in those situations. And then at the other extreme, where there's severe high conflict involving court processes and uh, uh, systems where... Uh, lawyers are adversarial, and that would be another say 20 to 25% of the population, and then somewhere in the middle, between 50 and 60% of the population, is the majority of families that have and are exposed to some kind of conflict through separation and divorce. And so there really aren't any magic answers in terms of how to handle the separation and the divorce and the conflict that arises through that. Certainly, we know that children need to be protected from the conflict to the best of parents' ability. Children need to be kept out of the adult issues and, and um focused on their own life and their own growth and development and and ages and stages of their lives. And um, professionals can be instrumental in helping parents understand the derailing aspects that conflict can have on their children's future health and well-being. So uh, professionals can certainly help intervene in cases of high conflict by helping to manage the process and certainly the rule of thumb typically is the more conflict that is overt and prolonged the more directive a counselor needs to be in getting involved with the family to put limits and containment around the conflict to suggest appropriate guidelines and ground rules and expectations of behavior for the uh, parents involved So timely intervention is important, learning about the detrimental impact of conflict and and many parents can be worked with and reasoned with to help uh, compartmentalize their own relationship away from their co-parenting relationship and what needs to happen and what's best for children.
1: I suppose it all comes back to your original advice which is to keep your focus on what's best for the children. So always coming back to that message that we want to be doing what's best for our children and not make it so personal, and keep it more on the business,
2: on the business side of a relationship. I certainly agree with that, and that's a pivotal place for professionals to uh, help guide in terms of. Uh, Reminding parents to focus on what will impact for children, reminding parents that children's experience of separation and divorce is very different from the adult's experience, and that children feel a certain amount of powerlessness and are experiencing sadness and losses through this whole process. And certainly, when parents can't contain their anger and their conflict, it only exacerbates worse outcomes for children. Have
1: you noticed that there is a difference in how men and um, as opposed to women cope with co-parenting? For instance, have you noticed that there are different uh, stumbling blocks for men or women or are men men and women better at certain aspects of the co-parenting? Or have you not observed any difference?
2: I've noticed in terms of the way men and women, women handle their co-parenting that it's not so much gender related, but it's more related to their own personal style of communicating or problem solving or parenting in general. Every parent has differences in the way they parent, different parenting styles. and. Um, There can be, it can be said that there are many women that do it in a certain way similar to men or many men that do it in a certain way similar to women. It's much more an individual style based on that own individual's influences, their personality, their upbringing, their circumstances. And so... um, Uh, the only potential generality that maybe we can pull from all of this is the differences in styles in the way in which men and women communicate in general. And again, that's certainly um, a generality, but certainly that men like to communicate in a much more task-focused, solution-focused, linear kind of process of relating, whereas women tend to need more emotion and processing to the conversations and I think some of that is documented by communication studies and the differences in genders so that may be uh, a difference in 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 the way that they uh, co-parent but I would have to say I've seen many men that are wonderfully nurturing supportive and caring dads that really place their children at a top priority in the co-parenting relationship, no different than women. And I've seen uh, numerous women that are uh, per- perhaps uh, more indifferent and more focused on career and less child-focused in their life. So I think it can uh, go both ways.
1: It seems every family has their own story and it's no different with co-parenting, I see. Well, Sunny, I'd like to thank you for taking the time uh, to sit down and talk with us. You've been listening to Sandy Schuler of Family LifeWorks Incorporated sharing her thoughts about co-parenting. For more information, you can check the BC Council for Family website or you can check out familylifeworks.ca. Thank you so much, Sandy.
2: Thank you as well. It was my pleasure to be here.
0: That wraps it up for this episode of Voices of Family. Check the BC Council for Families website next month for another episode on the latest in family services at www.bccf.ca. To keep our series relevant and engaging to family service professionals, we're listening to your feedback from the listener survey located on the Learning Network webpage below the podcast player. Let us know your thoughts on this episode and tell us who you'd like to hear interviewed. Thanks and see you next time.